Hello and welcome to the Hello Rookie Podcast. Today we're going to have our first look at NFL Week 9, the main slates on FanDuel and DraftKings. We'll identify our top stacks, our favorite sleepers, and then build a lineup for each of the sites. Um, before we jump into Week 9, just a quick recap of Week 8. Um, we started off hot, nailing the stack. You know, our top stack for last week was Stafford and Galladay. Um, it kind of went downhill from there. We were on Chris Carson, um, only 90 yards and a touchdown against... Atlanta, uh, kind of a, a poor game script for both the run and the pass for the Seahawks. Uh, we're on Tyler Lockett. I think he was at not exactly 19 points, so kind of an average game for him. Um, I like Todd Gurley. He didn't get enough volume, you know, 40 yards and a touchdown. Not not enough volume there against Cincinnati. Um, and then our top tight end player was Jonu Smith. Obviously, that paid off in a big way, um, so that was solid. But overall, just kind of a, a – an average week, you know, I was happy with Galladay, Stafford, Janu. Um, but beyond that, just a lot of kind of average performances. So I'm going to pick it up this week. Um, let's start with my top stack. I'm going to actually use it in this lineup that if you're watching, um, I'm going to build. If you're listening, we'll just kind of go through it. Um, so my favorite stack for the week this week is, you know, highest price quarterback on, on DraftKings, Russell Wilson. I warned um, our listeners last week, about using him against Atlanta, the the matchup looked great on paper. The problem is, is if Pete Carroll can run the clock out and just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, that's what he's going to do. We saw Carson have 20 carries. Wilson only threw it 20 times. That's not going to be the case this week. The Bucks have the number one run defense in football and the number 31 pass defense in football. Clearly, this is a game where the production is funneling towards Russell Wilson in that passing game, and when that happens... Um, we tend to see that super high ceiling that we've, we've seen him have already this season. Um, the nice thing with Seattle right now is that with Will Disley out, we kind of can hone in on, um, the two big pass targets for the Seahawks, you know, occasionally maybe David Moore or John Brown or somebody will sneak a touchdown in there. Um, but for the most part, it's going to be all Tyler Lockett and all, um, uh, DK Metcalf. This week, like the matchup for both guys, obviously Metcalf moving, or I'm sorry, Lockett moving all over. Both guys have big play upside. Metcalf is getting a ton of red zone targets. He scored again last week. Um, the two combined for 35 fantasy points on only 11 targets in last week's game against the Falcons. So you have to love their upside here. I do think Jameis is going to move the ball and put up some points, you know, for Tampa Bay and playing from behind. Maybe you look at a Jameis uh, Godwin uh, Evans stack it's going to be a, a bit pricier given how expensive the receivers are there I like this stack a little more um, I'll be rolling Wilson Lockett Metcalf um, some other stacks that we talk about on the website uh, Sam Darnold's going to have a, a really nice week this week uh, bounce back week that he needs I'd be stacking him with Robbie Anderson Miami's secondary is absolutely decimated um, in fact I can pull up the numbers really quickly um, for Miami and coverage so they ended up losing um, for sure. Xavier Howard's on the IR, and it looked like Ken Webster. He, I mean, he was carted off the field in that game against uh, the Steelers. So you're looking at two guys that were getting a decent chunk of playing time for Miami in that secondary, both out. So you've got, you know, Jamal Wilts QB rating allowed of 120, Eric Rowe QB rating allowed of 112, um, and then just scrubs underneath that. So you're looking at backups for the worst secondary in football. Playing a lot of snaps this week for the uh, against the Jets, and I, I think you know Adam Gase is going to want to uh, pummel the Dolphins here, um, get Darnold on the right track, and obviously Robbie Anderson is 
um, a big play machine. So he's the guy to target there. So I do like that stack. Um, other stacks that I'll have shares of, and we'll go over it here um, shortly. In fact, we'll talk about one of them um, on FanDuel. I like Matthew Stafford this week. And you can, I guess, debate which um, pass catcher you want to target him with. Uh, we'll have that discussion here in a second when we get um, further into the lineups. Um, but I do like Stafford. Um, and I do like Derek Carr on the other side of the game. Darius Slay is going to be out this week. Detroit just signed a guy off the the uh, Cowboys practice squad, so he'll be on their active roster this week. I don't think he's going to have to play. Um, was that, I think it might actually be Michael Jackson. I might be the guy's name, but they're super thin at, at, um, in the secondary, and I think the Detroit front seven is going to turn a corner, and they're going to, just like we saw last year, this, the second half of the season, once they picked up Snack Harrison, they were a top-run de- defense in football. They just got Deshaun Hand back last week. We saw him do a decent job against Saquon Barkley. I think Deshaun Hand with um, with Snack Harrison is the best run-stopping de- defensive tackle tandem in football. I think the, the Lions' run defense is about to take a big step forward. Oakland's going to have to throw it a bunch. Stafford's going to put up – you look at the the kind of the correlations you look for when you try and find a quarterback that can pick apart this Oakland secondary. Stafford's in a perfect spot to to pick them apart this week. Um, so I like Stafford, but I also like Derek Carr on the other side. So I'll have shares of, of both sides of, of the ball in this game. Um, and then I guess let's move to running back. Um, so really Wilson, Stafford, Carr – and then our cheap option, particularly on DraftKings, is Sam Darnold. I think he's going to have a solid game against Miami this week. Um, obviously, everybody wants to get shares of Dalvin Cook in a in an extremely favorable matchup against Kansas City. You know, Minnesota is going to want to run the ball like crazy in Kansas City. The problem is, um, particularly on DraftKings, for and th- this is goes for Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. Like you know, DraftKings priced them so high that if we set a four X target, you know, expecting Dalvin Cook to hit. Um, Forex at $9,500, you know, you're looking at a 40-point week, and he hasn't done that on DraftKings. I don't think he's even come close to it. The, his season high is 31.1, so expecting him to reach Forex at 9500 salary is a bit of a stretch. So if he's going to hit, you know, let's say 3X, and you've got to really hit um, on a couple of cheap picks because he's absorbing so much of your of your salary at 9500 So um, the running backs that I like uh, on DraftKings this week – the, I guess if we're going to start at the top, I like Nick Chubb, um, seventy three hundred. This, you know, Denver may not look like a great matchup on paper. They haven't given up much in terms of um, uh, actual scoring points uh, over the past few weeks. They're kind of a, a middle of the road um, run defense. They give up, you know, I think in the right at fifty percent tile in terms of yards per carry. Um, they're a little bit higher in total yardage, a little bit higher in rushing touchdowns allowed. Um, but for Nick Chubb, this is actually a good matchup. You go through his game log at at New England week eight, home against Seattle in week six, at San Francisco in week five, and at Baltimore in week four. All four of those matchups are far from favorable for a running back. So, you know, going to Denver this week I think is actually uh, uh, an upgrade in terms of matchup for Chubb. And he's actually, um, you know, he's got a 33-point game in week six and then a 42-point game in week four, so he's reached value a couple of times over that tough stretch. So I like him this week at 7,300 um, on DraftKings. I think the kind of the obvious play, um, assuming that, um, uh, what's his name? The, the, the uh, James Conner is out for Pittsburgh. Um, Jalen Samuel is going to be an extremely popular play this week. 
Pittsburgh playing Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis is giving up. Um, they, they've actually been playing a lot better in terms of run defense recently, but just given how well the Pittsburgh offensive line has played the past couple of weeks, um, I think that the, the Pittsburgh run game is going to be tough to stop, tough to deal with for Indianapolis this week. Um, on the season, they're giving up the fifth most rushing yards per carry at 4.8, 111 yards per game, five rushing touchdowns on the season. So pretty fav- favorable matchup, um, at least in terms of yards per carry. Here for Jalen Samuels, um, have to like his volume. Um, so if, if Connor's out at $4,000 in DraftKings, um, you certainly have to like his chances at home to find the end zone and reach value here in week nine. Um, and then the other guy that I really like uh, that I don't think will be a popular pick because he's just kind of been, you know, average for the most part all season um, is uh, Derek Henry at $5,700 on DraftKings. So Henry's a guy that you kind of have to get big plays. And right now Carolina's secondary, giving up the second most yards per carry in the NFL and the second most big plays to opposing running backs in the NFL. Obviously some, that has something to do with the fact that they've played San Francisco in a week where San Francisco really went off last week. Um, but beyond that, you know, they've been giving up production every week to opposing running backs, Derrick Henry needs a get-right game. I think the improved play of Tannehill, I mean, you go back to um, the week that he had 24, 25 yards, uh, 28 yards against Denver in week six. You know, Denver's playing 10 guys in the box, and uh, Mariota just couldn't do anything. Um, so getting better play from Tannehill has, has resulted in a little bit of an uptake in volume against Derrick Henry. Um, you know, 20 carries – I mean, sorry, 22 carries, 108 total yards against the Chargers with a touchdown – uh, tough matchup last week against Tampa Bay. Again, the t- the best run defense in football right now. Um, so coming going off from that, you know, the 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 worst possible matchup to the second best matchup he could po- possibly has have as a running back this week. Um, Derrick Henry at you know is a guy at fifty seven hundred, big play machine. Um, I really like him this in this week's slate uh, for Tennessee there. So, so I'm penciling him in the slot right now. Or I'm sorry, in the flex right now for for this DraftKings lineup. So wide receiver, you know, I've got in this lineup, I've got Russell Wilson, and then I'm stacking the two Seattle Seahawks receivers with Tyra Lockett and DK Metcalf. Um, there's kind of a group of receivers I like um, that are that are in the middle price range on both FanDuel's, or sorry, FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, and it starts with Tyrell Williams, no Darius Slay for the Detroit Lions this week. Uh, you're probably going to look at uh, – a combination of corners on Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to see a lot of Rashad Melvin and actually Melvin kind of matches up favorably to him. Just, you know, Melvin's better with the straight line speed guys um, in coverage versus, you know, the really technical receivers. That being said, I think Gruden will find a way to get Tyrell Williams involved and get him the ball. I like, I like both him and Waller in this one, but I kind of like the matchup better for Williams. I think the Detroit um, safeties you know they've they've gotten young at the position but with will harris playing more they've gotten better in coverage um so i think that they're going to be even better against tight ends uh moving forward you know and they're so they're so good at linebacker um and with improved coverage from the safeties it's clear that the corners are kind of the spot to pick on with this uh offense or this defense right now so i think tyrell williams is the raiders player to target in this game um obviously we already talked talked about robbie anderson um i'm actually going to pencil him in his as my third receiver in this slate. Um, just, again, love the matchup. Love the fact that Miami's just decimated at corner. They have no pass rush. Um, you know, Brian Flores is trying to use gimmicks to get to the quarterback. That's not working. 
So I just I think Darnold's going to have a little more time, and, and Robbie Henderson's going to have a ridiculously favorable matchup here. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick's gone, so you're looking at basically backups at safety, backups at corner, um, and it was already a horrible secondary to begin with. So I love Robbie Anderson this week. I think he's gonna he's gonna actually go off. And then this is kind of my sleeper pick of the week. I don't think anyone's gonna be on it. Um, yeah, maybe people will, but I'm I'm going with T.J. Hawkinson. Um, coming off his season low in terms of targets, um, still getting a bunch of red zone targets in the off this offense. He's right there, um, basically tied with uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay for the lead in red zone targets. In terms of expected touchdown production, um, he's one of the highest guys in the leagues. Where he's just not. Um, I think it's just basically him and George Kittle that are, you know, in Travis Kelsey maybe, but. Um, You'd expect them, based off the volume they've seen in the offense and the volume they've seen in the red zone, to have way more touchdowns. You know, Hawkins has been unlucky. He, you know, stepped out um, earlier in a route and a touchdown he caught earlier. He had one ripped out of his hands when he's laying on the ground. Um, he dropped two. Um, so he's just kind of been, you know, a little bad and a little unlucky uh, to lose out on, I, I think it's actually up to five touchdowns already this season. Um Otherwise, his his fantasy point per game total would put him up in the top five in terms of tight end production. So the reason I really love him is you look at this Raiders secondary in terms of coverage, the spot to target on them, like by far, is the safety position. So we pull up Oakland. I mean, you, you would expect based off how many yards they're giving up um, for the cornerback numbers to look bad, and they are, but they've only given up five touchdowns at corner um, between the, the five corners that they've played. Um, when you add the safety position in, you get another five touchdowns. So you've got basically a perfect QB rating allowed um, by Curt both Curtis Riley and Carl Joseph. Um, and then Eric Harris has also given up two touchdowns and interception. If we narrow that down to, oh, let's just say the last um, few weeks here. Um, you, again, you see 120 uh, opponent QB rating to Carl Joseph and a 96 opponent QB rating to Eric Harris. Um, and we can actually pull up their game logs and go through this game by game over the past month or so. Um, against the Texans, Darren Fells, six catches, 58 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, against the Packers, Jimmy Graham, four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Against the Colts, um, Eric Ebron, one catch, 48 yards and a touchdown. Jack Doyle, four catches, 22 yards and a touchdown. Against the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. So they're they're actually getting decimated by opposing tight ends right now. Um, they've, they've kind of done a decent job against teams that don't have a tight end, don't feature the tight end, don't pass to the tight end, whatever. Uh, I think um, Detroit will identify that just like they did in the Arizona game where um, Hawkinson was able to put up um, – Six catches for 131 yards and a touchdown. This is that same sort of matchup, I think. I think that uh, Bevel will do a good job of identifying the mismatch, getting Hawkinson involved in the game plan. Um, and I think the rookie has a big game here um, in week nine. And then just to plug a defense in, um, I'm going to go with the Browns in this one, actually. Um, they've had a brutal schedule over the past month month and a half new england seattle san francisco baltimore we kind of went over it with nick chubb this is a chance for the defense to get right you know we saw him score in double figures in, in two out of the first four games um two out of three weeks leading up to that that rough schedule um i think they get back on track i think this is a double digit game obviously denver is not going to want to throw so it's going to limit somewhat limit the upside um, but i think cleveland um can jump out in front of them I think Nick Chubb's going to have a ton of success like we talked about already. I think the Browns will jump out in front of Denver. 
force Brandon Allen to throw, which could be a disaster um, for the former Arkansas grad. We may even see Drew Locke as early as this week if it goes as bad as I think it could. So I'd be looking at um, Cleveland as a cheap option on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, so the DraftKings lineup we put together is Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb, Jalen Samuels, uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Robbie Anderson, TJ Hawkinson, Derek Henry, and the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm going to do something similar here on FanDuel. Um, if I was going to build one lineup this week, this would basically be the lineup that I would roll with. Um, I'll, I'll build a second kind of alternative because, you know, we've got a few of the same players in um, – well, we'll have the, the same group of players. One thing I really don't like is uh, these fantasy podcasts and, and shows, and I listen to them all the time. Um, they're they're basically dating every player in a slate throughout the week, so you don't really know who they like and who they don't like. Um, I like to, you know, earlier in the week establish these are the players that I'm on for the week. Um, so I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Um Really, you know, he's his price has been adjusted to where it should be on FanDuel more so than DraftKings. Um, but I just found on FanDuel that I had a little extra money. So, you know, the the gap between him and Sam Darnold being only 600, you know, Stafford's 7,900 on FanDuel. Sam Darnold's 7,300. It doesn't really make sense to drop down 600 for um, what I guarantee will be less production. You know, Stafford is in a perfect spot. This is a perfect matchup for the Detroit offense against Oakland. Um, I don't think Oakland's going to be able to run the ball. I don't think, you know, Gruden's going to be able to dictate the flow of the game like he's been able to the past few weeks or, you know, actually throughout the season he's done a good job of that. Um, I think that Oakland will be playing chase um, and Detroit will be able to kind of run the score up on him a little bit here. So I like Stafford um, at quarterback and then I um, at running back. With with FanDuel, I'm, I'm going to pay up for Dalvin Cook at 9000 Obviously, it's a considerably um, – it's it's a pretty usually you see running back prices higher on FanDuel than DraftKings. So the fact that he's five hundred dollars cheaper on FanDuel than DraftKings um makes him a decent value. I think Forks is still a stretch, but it's getting to that point where I think you can kind of make it up when he's at nine thousand on FanDuel. In in, in the reality you don't, <clears throat> you don't have to target Forex on FanDuel. You can go a little bit uh lower than that. So I like Dalvin Cook at KC. Pretty safe play. Um for the sake of this lineup again. Um, and we'll change this up with the next one. I'm just going to assume that um, Jalen Samuels is going to start for um, for the Steelers this week. So I've got Samuels plugged in as RB2. Um, and then moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, we kind of already talked about Tyrell Lockett and Tyrell Williams. Those are two guys that I really like with their current prices on FanDuel. Um, so Tyrell Williams, 6,300, no Darius Slay. Gotta love that. Tyler Lockett. Um, he's, you know, I'm not gonna say he's my number one receiver, uh, but given the price, given the matchup, given the fact that this is a funnel game for the Seahawks where they're certainly gonna have to throw it a bunch. Um, I really do love Tyler Lockett's upside, and I don't think we've even sniffed the, his upside yet this season. He still hasn't made, you know, those big, super efficient passing touchdowns that we saw last year. Uh, obviously against the Bucks, this is a great opportunity for him to do so. And then a guy that his FanDuel price, again, is much more favorable um, than his DraftKings price is uh, Adam Thielen. You definitely want to target the slot uh, the slot corners for Kansas City. Uh, the the issue is, is that, you know, Diggs has been playing a decent amount in the slot. Even before Thielen was hurt, Diggs was getting um, a decent number of snaps in the slot. Uh, I just like the matchup. I like, you know, I think Kansas City is going to be able to throw the ball, obviously not run the ball, but throw the ball against the Vikings. So you could see a little bit of a shootout here um, in Kansas City. You know, the Chiefs defense is a disaster. 
Um, so I, I think Thielen in his first game back is a solid play, at least on FanDuel at 7,100. He's the highest price uh, receiver on DraftKings. So it's a little tougher to pull the trigger on him there. Um, I also like Allen Robinson in this price range. So many targets. The Philly secondary um, is is really struggling right now. Um, so I, I do like Allen Robinson, uh, seventy two hundred. And the, and the thing with his matchup is, you know, he's gonna be he, he kind of moves all over. He almost has like a thirty three split between left, right, and in the slot. Um, Taylor Gabriel actually plays a little more on the on the right hand side. So you'd expect Taylor Gabriel to see maybe a little more. Jalen Mills than Allen Robinson. Certainly the Eagles are not a team that uh, does any sort of shadow coverage or anything like that. So I like Allen Robinson. If you're looking for a cheap play, um, I like Anthony Miller as well here. Anthony Miller is a guy that's primarily playing out of the slot. So you can kind of, um, you already know who he's going to match up with, with the Eagles. Uh, he led the team in receiving last week. He's actually had three solid games in a row. So um, I think Anthony Miller's worth a dart. Uh, his salary is maybe 5,100. Um, on FanDuel this week. so And then at tight end, um, obviously Stafford, we just kind of broke down how, how well this matchup breaks down, or this this game sets up for TJ Hawkinson. Um, I'm going to put Hawkinson in this lineup again. I think people are going to be all over Cameron Braid again this week if O.J. Howard's out. I don't You know, it may have been something where they were trying to keep O.J. Howard healthy just in case that, you know, two ones or a one and a two or whatever they thought they were going to get out of him offer came in, um, which obviously wasn't the case. So maybe we could see OJ Howard back. And then clearly the best defensive matchup, you know, I, I do like the Browns um, against a first time starter in Brandon Allen. The top defense this week has to be Buffalo though, especially if um, Washington ends up having to roll out Dwayne Haskins. Um, so I left myself enough money with this lineup to put Buffalo in as the defense. Um, okay. So, that's one lineup, Stafford, Cook, Sat, Samuels, Tyrell Williams, Tyler Lockett, um, Adam Thielen, TJ Hawkinson, Allen Robinson, and the Bills. Um, for the next one, let's just kind of assume um, that, I guess, all goes wrong here, right? Like, let's assume you're not buying the TJ Hawkinson hype. Um, let's assume that James Conner ends up playing. Um, the, the Basically, this would be um, probably more of a cash game lineup, but this is a lineup that uh, it'll mirror the DraftKings one for sure because I'm going to start with my top stack, Russell Wilson, um, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. So, I mean, that that combination is, is pretty pricey on FanDuel. In fact, let's see. We've got 37200 with that combination. If we were going to go with the opposite um, stack to that, which would be Winston with... Godwin and Evans, who are the two most expensive, that leaves thirty six thousand two hundred. So, um, not a huge difference there. You can you can go however you might like it. Um, I, I kind of prefer the Seattle combo just because I know, you know, and I'm not saying that there's any chance that Tampa can run on Seattle, but I know that Russell Wilson's going to play is is going to ball out in this one. I'm not positive that you know Jameis is going to go to Seattle and have a great game. So, I feel a little bit better, especially if we're we're considering this a cash lineup. Um, I feel a little bit better with Russell Wilson over Jameis Winston. And then I'm going to go ahead and plug in Derek Henry, who we talked about earlier. Um, you know, maybe it doesn't seem like it just at first glance, but this is actually an extremely favorable matchup. Um, and Derek Henry, you know, with better QB play, I think the big plays will come. Um, they do need to get him a little more involved in the passing game. When you look at his yards per reception, you know, it's crazy. 
for a team that doesn't make big plays in the passing game or hasn't so far this season, I think that they need to get him a little more involved in the passing game. Um, that's just something that uh, Arthur Smith has struggled with as a play caller for sure because it's something that they said that they planned on doing. Um, but I do like Derrick Henry this week. Another guy we talked about already, Nick Chubb, 8,100. Again, not not the best paper or matchup on paper, but for Chubb, this is a good matchup. It's been pretty brutal for him. Um, and and you have to love the consistency with the workload, and that's at least going to last. Um, this is another guy who's giving you nothing in the passing game. We got Kareem Hunt coming back in a couple of weeks, and that's going to be interesting to see how that works because I think Kareem Hunt is is you know one of the five most talented backs in the league. So having him on a roster with Chubb, who's arguably the best like pure runner or second best maybe behind Dalvin Cook. Um, pure runner in the league. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Cleveland manages that and how they manage the touches there. But I like Nick Chubb this week against Denver. Um, and then moving back to wide receiver, we've got Lockett and Metcalf already locked into the stack. Um, let's just go ahead and plug in another guy that we've talked about, Tyrell Williams. I don't think Detroit has the corners to match up with him this week. I think, you know, given the volume, given the fact that, especially on FanDuel, touchdowns are king and Tyrell scored in every single game. I think he scores again this week. Um, as I said, I like him more than Darren Waller. I like Darren Waller, but I, I prefer Williams's matchup here. Um, and then, you know, we could probably try and make the value work with Darren Waller. Um, but rather than play two Oakland receivers, I'm going to go ahead and enroll with Hunter Henry. Uh, Green Bay is another team that's been giving up a ton of production to opposing tight ends. Um, I see just looking at this, that FanDuel has them as a 26th-ranked defense versus t- the tight end position. Um I think, you know, getting the tackle back is going to help this offense a little bit, but it, it's it just is setting up a game where, where Green Bay doesn't have the advantage on the outside, or I'm sorry, LA doesn't have the advantage on the outside with their receivers. Green Bay's corners are extremely strong. Uh, I don't think that they're going to be able to establish the run. It's been brutal since Melvin Gordon came back. You look at Gordon averaging less than 10 fantasy points per game despite getting almost more touches than Eckler was at the start of the year when he was starting at running back and was averaging, you know, 25 plus fantasy points per game. I don't know how they, how they can continue with that, but they seem committed to it. I don't think it's going to work. I think that Hunter Henry is going to end up being busy again. Like he was the first two weeks back from injury um, for the chargers. Uh, Clearly he's the matchup, the target in this passing game. So expect him to be busy. He's a guy that um, is kind of probably going to fly under the radar given he came back to earth a little bit last week. So um, and then in flex position, we already talked about uh, Anthony Miller in this spot. He's a guy that, you know, I would avoid Taylor Gabriel. Um, Taylor Gabriel's fantasy production has really been, you know, one three touchdown game. I, I like Anthony Miller. Um, he will 100% avoid Jalen Mills. So he's going to have an extremely favorable matchup on every single um, down. I, I think it's kind of a chance for the Bears passing game to get right against a Philly secondary that's given up a ton of production this season to opposing receivers. It's the number one matchup for opposing receivers in fantasy football right now. Anthony Miller, last three games, 67 yards, 64 yards, 52 yards. Um, the touchdowns haven't been there. Maybe he can get in the end zone this week. Um, you have to love the improving yardage. He led the team in yardage last week. The targets are starting to come around, um, and obviously this is a great matchup. Um, so fourth, $4,500 left. Obviously, we're going to go ahead and plug in the Browns defense um, that we talked about earlier. Okay, so that's, I guess, the way that I see this slate. That's, um, I, I, would, I would say, you know, Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf is probably my favorite stack. Although, I, you know, I do really like the to start my lineups with Stafford and Hawkinson in this one just because it leaves you with so much value that you can pay up. 
um, and get Chubb and, you know, get a share of Dalvin Cook if you want to, or, um, you know, one of the, one of the Bucks receivers or um, Tyra Williams. But um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the Tampa Bay Seattle game is a lot of the Detroit Oakland game. I really like those two um, kind of out of division uh, matchups. Um, and then I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from that Jets passing game. I don't think you know Gase seems over eager to make Le'Veon Bell the focal point of that offense, um, like we heard he was going to be. I think this is a week that he kind of abuses the Miami secondary and lets his quarterback get some of his confidence back. So I, I like the Jets passing game, um, and obviously a r- extremely favorable matchup with Miami. Um, and then you know I think really um, both Bears. Uh, receivers are in play because you know they they ran the ball last week they're not going to be able to run the ball against this Eagles defense which is arguably arguably one of the best two or three run defenses in football right now um, so I'd be looking at um, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller in that game to produce so that is my player pool after I guess a quick glance at the week nine slate we'll lock it in we'll lock in our lineups later in the week um, we'll do college football in a couple of days uh, probably have an NBA podcast out around noon tomorrow, so check back for that. Subscribe wherever you're wherever you're listening. Um, if you're listening and not watching, check us out YouTube.com/slash/HelloRicky. You can subscribe there. You know, click the bell so you get notified when we upload our lineup videos each week. Um, check us out at HelloRicky.com. There's an article to go with almost every video we do. So, all right, thanks for watching. See you next time.